Welcome to the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. I'm so tired, Ian. I'm so tired. But it's the beginning of the week, Kyle. Uh-oh. We can't be tired. We must forge onward. We must answer these questions from our patrons over our Patreons over at patreon.com. No, our patrons <laughs> over at patreon.com slash bumblecast, kofi.com slash bumblecast, and our YouTube members. Can't stumble now. Have to move forward. Must press on. I'm less tired now because that's that was funny. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. If you're a patron, fine, we'll patronize you. We'll start with this question here from Andrew D. In issue nine, Blaze and Amy talk about how Blaze used to be when they all first met. Is this a direct reference to Sonic Rush? And is this also a reference to Sonic Rush Adventure? Yes. I mean, I don't know what else it would be a reference to. Sonic 06, maybe? (laughs) Nobody remembers Sonic 06. Uh, Except maybe Sonic. I I wish. No. I, I wish nobody remembered Sonic 06, Ian. Ah, but we must learn from our past mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. give your dev team proper time and don't rush a product out the door. What? That's insane. Why would you do that? Anyway, here's a question from Ann Tails. Who would win in a fight? Kid Goku without a tail or modern Sonic without the Chaos Emeralds? Do we really need a Sonic versus Goku thing here right now? Come on. <laughs> I'm so tired. Now, now, admittedly, I'm not as familiar with the Dragon Ball era stuff. But from what I do know, if we're talking like, when did he lose his tail? Um, Is that like no idea? Didn't even was that around the rivalry with Tenshinhan, or was that after? I mean, it did he have it when he's fighting King Piccolo? I don't even know now. But point is, uh, I think the no tail thing is just to specify why he can't just go great ape and smush the hedgehog. But I might argue that Sonic could handle a kaiju level threat like that. Anyway, I with my cursory understanding, I'd say they might be on evil even footing. I prefer Unless you're talking like GT Kid Goku, and I'm not even going there. <laughs> All right. Here is one from OzJam. Surge is multiverse traveling and meets a certain greedy fella, Wario. How do they interact, and who can eat the most garlic? Also, Kit's there, too. <laughs> I imagine it would be a somewhat abrasive first encounter until the greed came into play. And Surge realizes that this guy just likes to cause havoc and profit off it. In which case, yeah, all right, she can run with this dude. This is going to be fun. And they terrorize people and rob them blind, going Wah-ha-ha-ha! the entire time. <laughs> yes, yes, this is where Surge learns to go. <laughs> I uh, don't think Surge is that big a fa- uh, fan of garlic, but when she realizes that the disastrous wafts that it could create, she'll try. She will try. And as you said, Kit's there too. <laughs> I mean, I guess he has to be. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe he feels a little despondent and wanders off and really finds a new camaraderie in Waluigi and they find new ways to drown people. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> or they play tennis. One of those two. One of those. One of those. 
Uh, you you may have started something that you may, may that may not you may not like with this whole eh, gar for the course with this show Sur- surge garlic thing. <laughs> I uh, cannot police the internet. I can just endure it. Uh, and endure it we do. Here's one from Batman sixty nine. Lol. What if, in the snap of the fingers, the Sonic cast was suddenly transformed to the correct heights of the animals they were based on, but only for a month? How would they cope with this unexpected situation? Well, Sonic would just have flashbacks to that time on Little Planet when he got hit by that shrink beam. Yeah. And then, you know, be the fastest living bocce ball you've ever seen. <laughs> bocce balls are bigger, actually, come to think of it. Jewel would, anyway, be, Jewel would, would be very small. <laughs> she would just hide in a crevasse. I think she would. Come out. Yeah, I think she would have to do something to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tails would be kind of delighted that he's the big man on campus for a little while <laughs> till Vector wanders in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to just assume everyone still retains their strength and abilities. So yeah. watching Charmy carry Vector is going to be absolutely hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, Whisper would be pretty huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and Tangle's Tangle would be a bit a bit smaller. Yeah, she can ride her into battle. Not like untenably smaller, but definitely smaller. Uh, uh, but by and large, I think everyone would kind of take to it well enough. There, there'd be an adjustment period, sure, but I don't see. Anybody being too terribly torn out of the frame? I mean, I don't think Charmy would even notice. No, no, probably not. I think they would. I think they'd uh, deal with it pretty well overall. Here's one from Bean the Dynamite. But if our universe is infinite and mathematical concepts exist within it, then who ate Fang's taco? I mean, it could be anyone. Surely we can't just rule it down to me. That that's absurd. It is, but you are also absurd, Bean, and therefore it is you. Oh, yeah, who let Bean out? Get back in. <laughs> Can Bean truly be contained? I don't know. Put him back in the box. <laughs> Here's one from Buttered Noodles. What would an anti slash Moebius Scrapnik Island look like? Uh, it would be a refuge of all the goodniks that Doctor Kintabor had made over the years that Scourge and crew had trashed that managed to recompile themselves and are building a safe haven and rebuilding nature and just looking out for one another. The ultimate goal being so that they have a large enough army to march on the rest of the world. We have to have the anti-angle on there, but it's a lush and beautiful tropical paradise full of vengeful, nightmarishly combined robots. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still get a chuckle at the term good Nick. <laughs> like, oh, right, that's where the term bad Nick came from. No good Nick. <laughs> yes, I remember. Uh, here's one from Cece. Antoine certainly felt guilt from Moebius, but how did he deal with it? Did he confide in anyone? I'm sure he discussed it with Bunny in the privacy of their own home. Um, He might have had difficulty accepting the idea that he needs help because he is... A somewhat prideful individual, but he also had grown a fair bit since his early days. So maybe he got a therapist. Maybe he just had, you know, dedicated sessions 
sitting down with Bunny or one of the other Freedom Fighters. It's not something that they would have broadcast, but dealt with privately. Right. Here's a question from Chow Researcher. Are the ancients genderless like the Chow and Chaos are? I, they're mysterious beings. I don't know. Like, the ancients are literally mysterious be- beings. Uh, I pitched the idea that they would be reminiscent of chaos. I wasn't expecting them to look like chaos chaos. So I think a lot of that is still open to exploration. If we ever return to them, they may be done with because they're the ancients. They're supposed to be mysterious and lost forever and blah, 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 blah. And hilariously, we seem to know more about them concretely than we do like the Babylonians or the Echidnas. Uh, There are some that are gender presenting it seemed that way in at least. body type and in body type and light and voice but it might be safe to say that they're kind of a collective they i don't know yeah yeah until some official media comes out and says specifically it's kind of a tbd yeah i mean the the art book does have apparently the four gen- the five genders Oh, really? Of them. The ancient warriors, the men, the women, the children, and the elders. The five genders. All right. (laughs) Is it literally called the five genders? No. 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 This is just five five ancients, examples of ancients, I guess. That's just what it shows. It's in the the, uh, digital, Sonic Frontiers digital art book, apparently. Okay. Well. I'm just making a joke about it being five. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, but given that they seem to be composed of liquid, I mean, I think it's safe to assume that they're gender fluid. Ah, uh, I see uh, what you, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Here's a question from Cool Christy One. I miss writing into Sonic Grams every month to RG Sonic Comics. Do you miss me writing into Sonic Grams every month or two weeks straight? It was pretty fun. Just you, Cool Christy. Specifically, I miss <laughs> your letters because I totally know exactly who you are and saw all the letters that came in, even the ones that didn't get forwarded to me. <clears throat> but there's a letter column in the IDW Sonic. You should write into that. Is there? Yeah. Oh. Okay. They feature fan art all the time. Well, I mean, shows how much I pay attention. <laughs> You should write into that. Sonic has fans? What? Crazy. Our last question before we take a break is from Dice. Fiona the robot has been found and repaired by the Scrapniks. What does she do now afterwards, learning the bots who saved her are friends with Tails? Uh, Good question. Is she still loyal to a Robotnik that doesn't even exist in her world? Or from... Assuming that she's been beamed across dimensions here, you know, are the criteria different? Does she hold anything against Tails for, you know, defending himself? Does she let it go and move on with her robotic life? There's a lot of angles you could take with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's could be interesting. Very, very interesting. But uh, I don't know what else to say. Well, then why don't we just take a break and come back with some more questions here in a little bit. Okay, sounds good. All right.
We're back. We got a question from E200 Paragon. Regarding Shadow's out-of-character behavior during the Metal Virus arc of IDW, with the idea being that you intentionally did this yourself and pinned the blame on Sega's mandates when people called you out over it, are there still mandates for Sonic the Hedgehog? Like the ones made after the Archie incident? And if yes, what are some that you can publicly disclose? What what Archie incident are we... I'm like what Archie incident? It's even capitalized, like it's a like, like it's a thing. Like, it's like the. Slap. I just want to know if you have a. I just want to know if you have a permit to carry a question that loaded. <laughs> I mean, should we start digging now? <laughs> uh, as we've said before on the show, the mandates have always been because. They are the licensing directives. Every company out there has guidelines on how their licensed products are to be used and that those guidelines can shift over time and they can be implemented by in different ways, depending on whoever is in head of the department. So, yes, there are quote unquote mandates because that's how businesses work do we have like a laminated sheet of the 10 commandments thou shalt not have sonic shed a tear no but there are guidelines that sega provides with their individual feedback per project and also they look at the projects before they are published and uh provide feedback and also say nope you can't do that or how about you do this instead or here's an idea. Do the, do that. You know, this is a collaborative process. It doesn't just like Sega commands you to do things and you just do them. This is this is a this is a thing. It's a thing, Ian. It's a thing. It's a creative thing. So yeah, here's one from Hero Squad. Could we interpret the Prime flashbacks being contradictory due to Sonic possibly having bad memory and the Mandela effect? Could be a valid argument. Oh, so Sonic's sure, like that's so, how you want to interpret it. Oh, so Sonic's like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone you can relate to, Kyle. Uh, uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> oh my my! Oh, can't remember a thing, man. I don't remember anything. Ichigo Laser has a question: If Archie Sonic had continued, would it have ended up getting a full reboot treatment and dropped the use of any character not made or approved by Sonic Team slash Sega? It seems that's what Sega wanted anyway with IDW. So, yeah, I'm just looking for insight on the situation. I don't think so. Um, I, if we're talking pre-reboot, nah, that's a whole other discussion to be had with a lot of other factors. Post-reboot, no, we seem to be fine rolling forward. Uh, and if anything, Post- I would have expected... Post-reboot ended up being practically a full reboot anyway. Yeah, but that would i feel like the way things were going with sega they would have been a little more involved with the book as they are today with idw but i would imagine all of those characters would have been kind of grandfathered in and we'd be okay i it's hard to say like i was not in the room with the discussions of the people who make those decisions um but I didn't get any inclination from Sega that we would have to drop any of the Archie original stuff post-reboot. Everything seemed to be moving along just fine there. Mm-hmm. With IDW Sonic, 
it's a new project. It's a new title with a new publisher, with a new licensing agreement, with uh, the idea that it could be incorporated into the brand itself rather than be a kind of offshoot. So it was a completely different way of looking at how to construct the book. Yeah. All right. Here's one from Icon PNG. If you could pick the teams for a Sonic Heroes sequel that takes place in the modern canon timeline, so you can pick IDW and Prime characters, what members would it include and what type, flying, speed, or power would each be? Go ahead and give the team some names, too, if you want. Well, I know before we've had Tangle, Whisper, and Jewel as a team. Yeah. Because Tangle's already built to be kind of the speedy one. Jewel was designed to be her flying companion, a la Tails. And Whisper's got the arsenal. There's your fly speed power right there. Mm-hmm. Um, now that the diamond cutters are a thing, or the new diamond cutters, I guess, to be more specifically, you can maybe rearrange it. So Tangle would still be speed. Uh, Whisper provides the fly via the hover aspect of her Wispon. And then you got Lanolin and the Magenta Bell providing some powerful sonic attacks. So you could go that route, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Starline's a one-man team. Like, give him the tricor. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Just right there, let him do. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, Rough and Tumble are two thirds of the team. Rough's got your speed. Tumble's got your power. I don't know who would be the fly. I mean, yeah, Clutch is pretty fly in and of himself, but not that <laughs> kind of fly. Aaliyah suggests giving Mimic back his. Uh, fly core and let him do that fly with his tentacles thing could which i guess do, could work could just do that yeah the idea of mimic having to work with the two of them is kind of hilarious so yes absolutely <laughs> we must go this route <laughs> yep yep send the stealthy infiltrator and assassin with the two loudest brashest idiots you can combine perfect i mean that's what team chaotix is <laughs> fair enough <laughs> uh hmm is there anyone else? Like, I can't think of anybody else. We could probably throw something else together, but I think that's a decent offering for the group. I mean, Blaze and Silver, do you even need a third? <laughs> Not really, but... Marine, I guess. Yeah, but what role would she fill? She's not particularly fast. She can't fly, and she doesn't have a lot of power in her own right. She has water Blaze powers, has dude. That's power. that's a lot of power right there. <laughs> Ill-defined at best. <laughs> Being told, blazed silver and sticks. Still not sure what uh, what role sticks would fill in that. Just the the funny the funny role. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe give her power with the boomerang just for giggles. Yeah, yeah. Speed power boomerang. <laughs> or fly power boomerang. One of the two. I mean, argu- arguably you could make silver a standalone as well. Silver, kind of flips yeah. His focus. I mean, Blaze also. Yeah. Blaze is just she can't too powerful. so much as hover, but eh. <laughs> splitting hairs there. She can fly. She can fly, she can fly, she can fly, she can fly. She, she can, can do fly. what she wants to. Don't don't limit her. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough for now. Here's one from Icy. If Sega came out to say they were interested in giving Amy a game to herself, how would you like the style of gameplay to be like? I personally would love a move set to her kind of gameplay. I would love to see 
basically Batten Kaito's Origins, but with Amy. Uh, if you didn't play, it's an RPG where the battle system is built around cards okay. and very, very, very surface level explanation. If you can match the cards in a particular sequence, your combo continues. And when you reach a certain threshold, the RNG favors you to give you more cards for to do better. And with Batten Kaito's Origins, it was just a three member party. So it was very focused on that core group and their adventure throughout. And the music was gorgeous and et cetera. So here's my pitch, Sega, if you're listening, <laughs> is kind of a light RPG starring Amy exploring around you know, a few islands, having a lot of interactions with NPCs, helping them out with their personal issues, whether it be they need something fixed or they need someone rescued or two people just need to learn to talk to each other, really play up that humanitarian angle on her. And when it comes to battle, use the Batten Kaitos system with her fortune cards and add that as part of the exploration element. You go around the islands, finding new cards to enhance your deck so you can do more stuff with more cards and keep it as a small party system. Have Amy be your kind of general all around her. She can heal. She can attack. She, you can kind of rely on her to do anything she needs to do. Cream tags along primarily as a support unit. A lot of her moves are going to support the rest of the team. And then your primary offensive character is general. And the three of them go around and solve all the problems. And they're just great BFFs and they are super cool together. All right. Sega, you know what to do. Although if you're listening Hire to this it, man, it's just- <laughs> Well, if you're listening to this, though, uh, why? Stop. <laughs> Here's a question from Kazzy. Cyan Eyes Supersonic is everything. Can I adopt him? I don't know. It's a big responsibility. Are you, you sure? going to feed him? You're going to brush him? You're going to take him on walksies? <laughs> are you sure you can handle Cyan Eyes Supersonic? People are... It wouldn't really be walksies. It would be more like, oh, God, too fast. He's... <laughs> he's, he's... It's pulling you along, yes. There he goes, flying around at the speed of sound. <laughs> Zoomsies. All right, here's a question from Meline. How would Sonic and Aaron Yeager, before and after the last time skip, get along? They're both characters with a big focus on freedom and who care deeply for their people, but the directions they go in are completely different. If you haven't seen Attack on Titan, people who try to take away Aaron or his friend's freedom usually end up hurt or dead. I haven't seen a lot of Attack on Titan, but what I know surface level feels like that isn't a sufficient description of Aaron, uh, especially with some of the chatter and talk I've heard about. So I honestly cannot say I I don't know. And I would say it might be neat to see Sonic fight some kind of giant Titan while on the run, but we got a whole game about that. So <laughs> I can't even riff on that. Well, I mean, do it again. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't seen much talk about Attack on Titan in a long time, so I don't know if it fell out of favor well, it or up, if it, or if it's over. Oh, it is over. Okay, I'm pretty it, sure the manga's over. I'm not sure if the anime's over. I I forgot that it, like anime and manga actually end, unlike western things which go on <laughs> in perpetually for eternity and then get rebooted again and again and again anyway here's one from Morlis. 
It's almost spooky month, so I'd like to ask at least one Halloween-themed question. A team of Tangle, Jewel Bunny, and Antoine, along with Cheese the Chow, are sent to investigate a haunted mansion. What kind of wacky hijinks ensue? Will Antoine hang by tail, Tangle's tail over a vat of rotten eggs? Does Jewel have what it takes to figure out the most important and true mystery of this caper? Will Bunny be able to keep her patience with everyone else's antics? And most importantly, who dons the cheap rubber mask of the ghost? I can very easily see Antoine just like mummifying himself in Tangle's tail out of fear. I, I know he just got hiding. I, I know he got over that, but it is. It, yeah, yeah, I could still see that. Let, let's let's go for the fun version. Let's go for Sat AM Antoine. <laughs> OK, we're going back. huh? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to put Antoine in a haunted house, go with the one that's going to give you the best reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I am jumping at my own shadows and I am not meaning the hedgehogs. <laughs> Uh, Bunny would be very good natured about all of this. She she's fairly unflappable. Maybe the third time Antoine kind of just like crawls on top of her head like a spooked cat. She might get a little impatient, but she's not going to like lose it over anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jewel will, of course, be the one who deduces who it is with the rubber mask. And we'll just say, oh, who would be fun for a lark? It's the Babylon rogues. They've invaded this haunted house to scare kids out of their candy because Jet thinks it's funny. <laughs> and Jewel will, will lay out the entire plot and how she figured it out, but she couldn't account for the lights flickering. Just like, what what lights flickering? We didn't do any of that. And then they look over and there's Nosferatu in the window. Ah, Nosferatu. Ah, Nosferatu. And Tangle is only impatient with Antoine because she wants to go after the ghosts. Everyone else is spooked or unnerved. And she, no, she wants to see what's going on. She ain't afraid of no ghosts, but she would go <laughs> even further if that guy wasn't tangled up on her tail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. We got one last question. It's from El Technopata. Do the Oshikage Kira monologue with Eggman. Oof. Uh, my Mike Pollock Eggman is rough at best. That's fine. But uh, that's what you want. They paid I'll, for it. This is I'll a give it the old college try. This was a YouTube request, so. <laughs> my name is Yoshikage Kira. I'm 33 years old. My house is in the northeast section of Morio, where all the villas are, and I am not married. I work as an employee at the Kamiyu department stores, and I get home every day by 8 p.m. at the latest. I don't smoke, but I occasionally drink. I'm in bed by 11 p.m. and make sure I get eight hours of sleep no matter what. After having a glass of warm milk and doing about 20 minutes of stretches before going to bed, I usually have no problem sleeping until morning. Just like a baby, I wake up without any fatigue or stress in the morning. I was told there were no issues at my last checkup. I'm trying to explain that I'm a person who wishes to live a very quiet life. I take care not to trouble myself with any enemies, like winning and losing, that would cause me to lose sleep at night. That is how I deal with society, and I know that it's what brings me happiness. Although, 
If I were to fight, I wouldn't lose to anyone. Oh. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Yoshig Kage Kira. Nice. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Bumblecast. Thank you so much for everyone who supports us on Patreon.com slash Bumblecast, Ko-fi.com slash Bumblecast, and our YouTube members. Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. Take care, everybody. The smartest there was. That is how you smell smell fart. I mean, spell smart. (laughs) You've been listening to the Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more at BumbleKing.com and KNGI.org. Anyway, you know minstrels never get into grappling competitions because there's no hold to bard. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Anyway, <laughs> this man writes for a living. <laughs> yep. <laughs>